0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. Uh, you know, I used to just check in on you to see how your work week was going. Now I'm just checking in on you to help remind you that today is Thursday, if you're confused. Did you take out the
1: trash, Murray?
0: Um, all right, it has begun. It has begun. The thing that makes America great. Are you listening, people who listen in other countries? Is this way too loud or is it me? I think it's way too loud here. Um, Are you listening, other countries? This is what separates my country from your country. Okay, aside from all the great things that all you other countries around the world have stolen from us, movies, airplanes, automobiles, air conditioning, the wheel. Okay, we came up with all of that stuff. All right? And what do you guys do? We get a little fat, and, and you, you, you shit all over us. All right? Well, maybe if we weren't so busy making up all this great transportation, we could walk down some medieval cow paths like all you fucking people. Um, this is what makes this country great is within the country, there are 50 states, okay? And the 50 states, as much as they're a part of America, they feel that in their own way, they're their own little country. And not only are they their own little country, they're the best little country out of all the other 49 fucking countries in the United States. We're supposed to be united. We're not united. We're united in the way that we all think that we're the shit. Our state's the best. Your state fucking stinks. And uh, we are united in that. We're not going to let the feds tell us what the fuck to do. Dude, I don't give a fuck what the fucking president is. I don't give a fuck. Right. So it has begun. Uh, the government and CDC is still saying that we should not be going out and about. And you know what? Guess who had the balls to step up with no medical background whatsoever? The Supreme Court of Wisconsin, they're not doctors. They don't work on fucking cures for diseases. They're a bunch of fucking, I'm guessing, old white guys in long black robes. They're the deciders. This is George W. I'm, a, I'm the decider. All right. These are the deciders. They decided that they're just going to open up their fucking state. All right. Like that, you know, we're just going to do it here. And, you know, if you don't like it, don't fucking come here. Well, there's truckers coming in there, bringing you guys your fucking food. What are you going to do up there in Wisconsin? I live on your cheese. So they decided that they're just going to open this fucking thing up. All right. So we're going to see how this goes. It said after the Wisconsin Supreme Court, holy fuck, not the Wisconsin Supreme Court, struck down the state's stay at home order, which immediately lifted restrictions on businesses and gatherings. Some bars opened their doors and taps Wednesday night as patrons began trickling in. Uh, You know what the bottom line is? I'm just fucking breaking balls here. The reality is. Is because there's so many people not quarantining, so many people not. uh, Because if everybody did what the fucking CDC said, I mean, I don't have a a fucking medical degree here, but I would think this thing would have been over in like six weeks, worst case scenario. All right? It would just have burned itself out, but it's still going, you know, pretty steady. I don't watch the fucking news. So I think the only way to do it is. I guess you just fucking open it up and uh, if people are going to get sick. They're going to get sick and hopefully you can fight it off. But, um, you know, they, they've are making the tough decisions out there in Wisconsin, you know, and if some old people have to die and people with asthma, if they have to. That's 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 their fault for being old. Hey, Bob, may, maybe if you have asthma, you should stay inside of your house. I don't know what the fuck they're thinking out there. This is, this is fucking wild. But I got, I got to say this. Um, good for Wisconsin. Jumping on the bullet. I don't know, man. There's a lot of fat people in Wisconsin, man. And I'm looking at this fucking picture right now that they're using. And there there's some husky, husky fucking pieces. There's some thickums up there. All right. We shall see. We shall see. I hope it works. I hope it works. Whatever. What are you going to do? So anyways, they immediately lifted this shit. The ruling applied to Governor Tony Evers' statewide order to lock down Wisconsin amid the public health emergency of the coronavirus, a corona pandemic. So they went around the governor of their state. They just deballed their own governor. Oh, man. God bless Mrs. Tony Evers this morning. She's got to sit there as he's sitting in his jam-jams with the sad puppy dog look on his face, and she has to cheer him up. You know, I'm still going to quarantine. When you say things, I still listen. Uh, Evers intended to keep the order. Why do they keep showing this? Chiropractors baffled 30-second stretch relieves years of back pain, and it's just a chick in the doggy-style position with fucking short shorts on. I mean, what are you, are you trying to help my back pain or are you trying to give somebody something to jerk off? Maybe if we make their dick hard, we can get them to click on this fucking thing and then they'll they'll, they'll figure out how to not have back pain. Um, sorry. Getting back to Governor Tony Evers. Uh or Evers. The ruling applied to – I already read that. Evers intended to keep the order in place until May 26th. Oh, and these fat fucking booze bags could not stay at home for another 12 days. Uh, Well, you know, if it's a financial reason, I get it. I get the bars wanting to open up because they have to make their money. Now, the people trickling in there who haven't worked in two months to get shit-faced – uh, you know, it's your money. You can do what you want with it. However, localities are still imposing and extending their own stay-at-home orders, meaning not all businesses in the state may immediately open. Photos showed small gatherings of Wisconsinites out at bars and restaurants shortly after the ruling came down. While some establishments posted on social media they were staying closed. What bars in Wisconsin were lo- were What bars in Wisconsin were like on Wednesday? It looks like a fucking Wednesday. You got some bar. You got to, I'll tell you what you got is you got some happy goddamn people in there. More than a dozen people had flocked to the stand ah, Now, wait a minute. You can't have only a dozen people and say they flocked. More than a dozen people trickled in to State Street Pub in Green Bay. There you go. By 7 p.m. It's too cold for Corona up there, right? Uh, owner... Tara Hansen chose to open as soon as she could, and people started dropping in without any kind of announcement on social media. At Lenny's. say hey, fucking Lenny. Lenny's tap about a mile and a half away. Four employees wearing masks served about 20 patrons who stopped by for a drink. Owner. Am I nuts? This is making me feel, this is a feel-good story. Owner Martin Marty Leonhard said the bar's beer distributor had already delivered two shipments by 8 p.m. Nick's, a bar in Platteville posted a photo and video on Twitter of two dozen or so patrons at the bar. All right, so here's the deal. So, most people are cowards. It takes very very few heroes that that are going to saddle up to the bar the first night. So what everybody else is going to do is they're going to wait. And they're going to wait to see if these people get sick. And by wait, I mean they're going to wait about five days. All right. Because their their desire to get out of the fucking house and go booze is going to overtake whatever time you're supposed to wait, which I would imagine would be at least, you know, 14 days. And uh, we're going to see what happens. Fucking Wisconsin, everybody. You think you're going to keep those big fucking pasty offensive linemen at home? It ain't happening. Good for them. All right. Who else has the balls to open up? I want to know, do you have the balls? Um, well, I mean, what else the fuck are you going to do? I know I was making fun of Wisconsin, but at the end of the fucking day, I mean, less than 1% of people have this fucking thing. And you can't have all these other people going homeless. They need to make some goddamn money. <clears throat> and what about the alcoholics who are social alcoholics? The best kind of alcoholic there is, although it is it is fun. To sit at home, you know what I mean? Just fucking boozing. I saw a great bar the other day. I went on a fucking drive. You know, with my family baggy. I went for a fucking drive. And, uh, you know, I saw this fucking... It just looked like a goddamn... One of those back east Chinese restaurants slash killer fucking day drunk fucking bar. It was the golden something or other. second I see gold or golden in it, I'm like, oh, my God, they got a fucking poo-poo platter in there. Um, I've said this before, and I I don't understand why. Why Massachusetts has the best fucking Chinese, the the best bastardized version of Chinese food um, in the country. The best we're trying to fucking kill you Chinese food that you'll ever fucking have, you know? There's hints of it out here, which I don't understand because I would think that most Chinese people initially emigrated to the West Coast, you know, rather than taking the fucking long way around. Right. So the best shit would be out here. Probably I would say probably the most authentic shit I would think would be out here. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And all I know is Wisconsin is open. So guess what? You know what I should do? I should book myself in one of those bars. I need to get back to work, too. I'll go out there and tell some jokes to the fatties. You know what's funny about Wisconsin, all those fatties out there? They probably look like, you know, all the, you know, when somebody fat gets on Survivor. And then they start losing all that fucking weight, but they're not really lifting weights. So they're just, they're like skinny and fat. That's what I picture a lot of Wisconsin people looking like. Uh, Although I know that's not true because they probably went down to fucking one of their superstores, right? and get a whole fucking whiskey barrel full of cheese curds. Um, I'm sorry. Why do I keep acting like everybody in Wisconsin? You know what I mean? Eats cheese. They don't. I mean, Boston's called bean town. I never in my fucking 27 years of living in Boston ever went into a place and they were serving Boston baked beans. I never saw a, was it called a hearth or a hearth that fire and they were just cooking beans over it. Nobody I knew liked beans. Nobody was into beans. Um, That's one of those weird touristy things that I think we were known for it. um, Back when you could build a state economy on fucking baking beans. I don't know. I never saw any beans. Never saw any beans. I didn't know anybody who lived in a lighthouse. Uh, I didn't know any lobster fishermen. I didn't know anybody who got into a perfect storm. I knew a lot of people wearing uh, Levi corduroys. Uh, Everybody was into sports. That was about it. That was about it. All that fucking shit. Paul Revere, the fucking Freedom Trail. That was all just shit for the goddamn tourists. The USS Constitution. Do you know how many times I drove by Bunker Hill? I never went to that fucking thing. We have our own Washington, but I went to fucking D.C. I went to the Washington Monument, which is the exact same fucking thing, except it's a little bit bigger and named after a more famous president. You know, everybody always forgets uh, President uh, Bunker, Bunker Hill, Bunker Hill. Is there somebody named Bunker Hill? Hang on a second. I got to look this fucking shit up. I drove by it. Bunker Hill history. Oh, they have one in fucking Los Angeles, too. It's a chain. It's a chain fucking tourist attraction. The Battle of Bunker Hill was fought fought on June 17, 1775 during the siege of Boston. In the earlier stages of the American Revolution, the battle is named after Bunker Hill in Charlestown, Massachusetts, which was peripherally involved in the battle. I had no idea Bunker Hill was in Charlestown. I had no fucking clue. I got to tell you this, though. If I keep watching that, though, flipping Boston, I'm going to sell my house out here and I'm just going to fucking move back. And I'm just going to fucking do my shows out of Boston. The way, the way to do it is the way Bob Costas did it. Bob Costas lived in the middle of the country in St. Louis, Missouri. I don't know if he still lives there. And then that way, he was never more than a two and a half hour flight from any game he had to cover, which is fucking brilliant. You know what I mean, but the bad thing then is then you have to live in Missouri. You know that's a tough one. Missouri is a tough one. It's just you know there's so many fucking bars. Everybody smokes there. I mean it's it's Missouri is a shit show. Those people could give a fuck about the Surgeon General and God bless them too because they're getting. They're, I bet that I bet Corona. Fucking either ran wild in that state or barely had an effect. Um, Why do you bet that, Bill? I don't know, because I have to fill up another 30 fucking minutes of a fucking podcast and there's nothing going on. There's no sports. There's nothing. Look at this. Look at look at Google News. What the fuck do I got in Google News? Some fucking fatties are going to a bar in Wisconsin. HHS whistleblower Rick Bright is a disgruntled employee, Trump says, ahead of the House coronavirus hearing. fucking guy. Anybody does anything? Oh, he's, he's a fucking lunatic. He's a fucking jerk off. Why Trump is taking his Fosse complaints public? He doesn't like the musical. FBI serves warrant on Senator in an investigation of stock sales linked to coronavirus. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You knew that was coming. I don't understand why I just don't get that shit, that insider trading thing. I don't understand that, you know? Your buddy gives you the heads up. I mean, we all do that in all forms of whatever business you're in. If you're in the business, you get the fucking heads up, right? All right, the song that kept David Lee Roth and Van Halen. Let's let's, let's do some light news here, huh? How about some light news? the song that kept David Lee Roth in Van Halen. Fans are aware that producer Ted Templeman wasn't sold on David Lee Roth's role in Van Halen when he helped sign the band in 1977. the fuck out of here. I didn't know that. That's, that's unbelievable. He's one of the great front men of all time. In fact, after the second show he attended, he started thinking about finding another singer and considering calling his friend Sammy Hagar in. Get the fuck out of here. I don't believe this story. But in a re- his recent mem- memoir, Ted Templeman, A Platinum Producer's Life in Music. Well, Jesus Christ, that's all you need to know right there with the fucking... <laughs> There's a fucking guy proud of his achievements. What the fuck? A platinum producer's life in music. Well, do I even need to read the book at this point? He, called, he recalled how he began to warm to Roth's talents, especially as Van Halen worked on the song, Ain't Talking About Love. As a performer and vocalist, he underwhelmed me. As a performer? Jeez. All right, Templeton said about watching Roth the night he secured their record deal with Warner Brothers. Uh, boss, Mo Austin, his stage presence was awkward and his singing wasn't great. I was actually a bit nervous that Mo was going to be turned off by the singer's antics and perhaps might pass on Van Halen. Truthfully, Roth made me nervous too. I thought, what am I going to do with this group if we sign them and the singer can't hold up his end of the bargain? I could make the guitar player a solo artist if the worst came to pass. I found myself mulling over dumping the singer for a strong vocalist like Montrose's lead singer, Sammy Hagar. I thought, hell, he might be the perfect singer for Van Halen. Doesn't that all just seem like a huge coincidence? Out of all the fucking people he could have picked. Uh, When studio work started, Templeman said he feared Roth was the band's biggest issue and that he couldn't fix. He couldn't fix it. To be sure he was distinctive as a singer his train whistle screams were identif- identifiable in a good way, he explained, but every time I heard him get pitchy or completely miss a note, I worried that the public was going to be turned off by his band because of his limitations. Despite being tempted to pick up the phone on a number of occasions, Cajun's never quite got there and then ain't talking about love came up. When he took breaks, I talk at length with him said the producer. That's when I came to the, appreciate his astounding intellect. He'd quote a line from Tom Sawyer and then a comic book. I still don't know anybody who can keep that kind of stream of consciousness raps going like he can. The more I read his lyrics, especially he Ain't Talking About Love, the more impressed I became. His line in that song about bleeding for something you really desire just stuck with me. He was extremely well-read and smart, and that's sh- Showed up in his whole approach to fronting Van Halen. Well Jesus, it took him a while to get there. Eventually the producer concluded that Roth wasn't a conventional singer, but his rare gifts outweighed his flaws. I hung in there with Dave thinking I'd find a way in the studio to accentuate his strength and minimize his weaknesses. Well he is Ted Templeman, a platinum producer. <laughs> Uh, Bill Burr my life is a headliner in chuckle huts um, a chuckle hut closer uh, the more I read his lyrics well, da, 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 da. that's why I decided against calling Sammy if I tried to put him in Van Halen in 1977 I'd have made the biggest mistake in rock's history because Van, Van Halen never would have made it without David Dave fronting the band alright you know what that is right there people that's just great writing the whole thing, because because what he did, he took me so far to the fucking left that I'm like, what the fuck? And then I read the whole goddamn thing and then he, he then he landed me on a nice little throw pillow. And now I'm sitting here happy that I read that. And God it. Guess what book I'm going to buy, everybody? Guess what book I can't recommend more during this fucking pandemic? I suggest that you go out and buy Ted Templeman, a platinum producer's life in music. Oh, I got to read that. I mean, that's going to be fun. Who else did he fucking produce? As far as I know, that's all Ted Templeman. All right. Ted Templeman, 77 fucking years old. Jesus Christ. So that means he was 35 when he was working with Dave. They were like 24. Huh. All right, who is this guy produced? The Doobie Brothers Van Morrison Beefheart Little Feet Montrose. There's a connection. Doobie all the Doobie Brothers shit, all the Montrose shit. Carly Simon more little feet van halen fair warning that might be my favorite van halen album other than the first one 1984 is great too i really wish dave would have stuck around for the new direction that they were going in because i you know what was great about eddie getting on the keyboards was it brought alex's drumming more to the front i thought because i never thought that that guy got the uh the credit he deserved if you listen to that song jump everybody and you listen to that? Probably go.
1: Can't you see me standing there? I got my back against the record machine.
0: That drum part that he comes up with, and the fills that he does—total fucking original. He had his own sign, his own sound. Sorry, he worked with Phil Collins here, uh, Aerosmith, Bullet Boys, Steve Stevens, underrated fucking guitar player, Steve Stevens, Atomic Playboys. 1989. Uh... Man, he worked with Van Halen right through 1991. Cheap Trick. Bet Midler. There you go. There's a nice fucking left turn for you. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. You know what? I'm going to read this fucking book. Ted Templeman. A platinum producer's fucking... A day in the life of a platinum producer. Um... All right, let's continue on. I, uh, I've been cleaning up my uh, garage slash my office, and uh, I realized something about myself, that when I first started my stand-up career, I, start, I saved a lot of shit. And then I didn't fucking take one picture, or I think maybe I did start, I took a lot of pictures, but they're all on fucking laptops that I don't even know where the fuck they are anymore. I save all the laptops, I don't throw them out. I still have them. It's funny. They, they they like the first one's like as thick as a phone book. Right. And then the next one's like half a phone book or whatever. It's almost like if there was a plague that was killing everybody, what the phone book would look like each year as the plague was burning through. All these businesses and all these people were dying and all of that shit. Um. All right. I got the reads here. They were drinking in a bar in Wisconsin. They finally showed up. OK, simply safe, everybody. With all the uncertainty in the world, feeling safe at home has never been more important. It's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe Home Security. They're longtime friends of the show and for good reason. Simply Safe has made it easier to to finally get comprehensive protection for your home. There's no technician or salesperson that needs to come and disrupt your house. You don't need to pay an outrageous monthly fees or sign a two-year contract. All you gotta do is just order online. Set it up yourself in under an hour, and your home is protected 24-7 with emergency dispatch for break-ins, fire, and more. All for just fifty cents a day. And we're not the only one only fans of Simply Safe. U.S. News and World Report named Simply Safe Best Overall Home Security of 2020. Right now. When you head to simplysafecom slash Burr, my listeners will get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. That's simplysafe.com slash Burr, and make sure they know that our show sent you. From Simply Safe and all of ours, wishing you safety and good health. And lastly, but not leastly, oh, it's Stamps.com. They've been here since the beginning. For all of our sakes, we need to avoid crowds any way we can right now. But if you what if you need to go to the post office? What if you need postage to send out a letter or packages? That's why you need stamps.com. Anything you can do at the post office, you can do at stamps.com. Print postage on demand and skip those lines and crowds at the post office. Plus, you can actually save money with discounts that you can't get at the post office. You've heard me talk about stamps.com. They've been sponsoring a show for over seven years now. And if you haven't tried it, what are you waiting for? Whether you're a small business sending invoices, an online seller, shipping out products, or you're just working from home and need to mail stuff, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once Once your mail is ready, just leave it for your mail carrier. Schedule a free pickup free package pickup, or drop it in a mailbox. No human contact required. It's that simple. And like I said, with Stamps.com, you get great discounts too. Five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off USPS shipping rates. And now, in addition to offering discounted US postal service rates, Stamps.com also offers UPS services with discounts of up to 62%. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, especially now, saving you time and money and keeping you safe in all these crazy times. Right now, my listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Burr, B-U-R-R, that's Stamps.com. Stay safe, my friends, unless you're in Wisconsin. Mm. Then drink up. Oh, by the way, by the way. Last night, I sat down and I watched a screener of uh, The King of Staten Island, and I just want to congratulate uh, Judd Apatow and Pete Davidson for doing such a great job in the movie, and thank you so much for putting me in it. Once again, it comes out on June 12th, all right? It's going to be streaming. I'll have all of that information coming up, but uh, check it out. It's a funny movie. It's got a lot of hot... And I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, other than that, this is usually the part where I would do a fucking read, but I don't think I have any fucking advertising. You know, when, when nothing's open. I mean, what, who the fuck's gonna advertise? Maybe I could do a, uh, an advertisement for one of those fucking bars up there in uh, up there in Wisconsin. You know what? I'll do this. I never do this. This is a shout out. This is somebody. Hey, not sure if you actually will see this, but I was wondering if you do video shout outs. It is my husband, Chris's birthday next week, and he's one of your biggest fans. Uh, But for real, he is. Your comedy has gotten him through a lot. Not to throw out the military card, but he's in the army. Oh, he's one of the heroes. Right up there with the nurses changing bedpans and ventilators. Um, so listening to you and watching your specials on deployment really helped. You are hilarious. And even if you can't help me, we are still big fans of you. Thanks. All right. Well, happy birthday, Chris. All right. Get home soon, but maybe it's good that you're out there. You know, I bet they don't have a fucking COVID problem in the military. Cause somebody with more stripes said, you know, Fucking get in there and stay in there. And then they just go, oh, okay. I mean, normally I would say no. If you just had a regular shirt and I had a regular shirt, I'd open my bar. But you have a shirt that has more lines on it, more stripies on it than mine does. So I will listen to you. All right. Happy birthday, Chris. And then here's a question here. I used to read these all the time about people starting stand up. What's up, Bill? Big fan of yours. Thank you. I recently got out of the Navy, in the Navy, as you can stay on the fucking boat in the Navy. Nobody's going to slit your throat because you're in the Navy. The people we're fighting don't have fucking boats. And I'm trying to figure out my next move. I'm an aspiring stand-up comedian from, I'm not going to say where, and while looking at your resume, I saw you went to Berkeley. Uh, Did you look up Raymond Burr or Bill Burr? I did not go to Berkeley. Uh, do you think that was an important piece to your success or could you have skipped that? Well, I did skip it cause I never went to it. Hope this message finds you. Hope this message finds you. <laughs> um, this is what you, if you want to be a stand-up comic, this is what you do. You fucking write down five minutes of shit that you think's funny. You sign up for an open mic. You go to the open mic. When they call your name, you go up there. You hang on for dear life, you say as much as you can remember, and then you just fucking wave goodbye, thank you very much, and you get off the fucking stage and then just keep doing that and you will figure it out. It's the weirdest job in the world where the only way to learn how to do it is you have to go you have to go and do it by yourself in front of customers. From the very f- moment you start, you know, there's no like apprenticeship or sh- I guess you could take a comedy class. Fuck that, man. I, I would. Ju- I mean, I took a stand up c- comedy class. I did when I was younger. Thirty six. Uh, no. Yeah, just get up there and fucking do it. And and do it sooner rather than later. Obviously, you can't do it now. You got plenty of time to fucking write some jokes. I can't tell you that. But uh, where the fuck did it say I went to Berkeley? You mean Emerson? I went to Emerson College. Maybe they, maybe you get confused with that. Um, I don't fucking know. Oh, wait a minute. I was, was I supposed to do something for Emerson? I can't fucking remember. No, I did it. I did do it. Jesus Christ. Fucking losing my shit here, man. Like, I don't even know what fucking day of the week it is here. You know what, God bless Wisconsin. I hope they fucking open that thing up, OK? And everybody coughs all over everybody and they build up fucking antibodies. You know it'd be amazing if everybody else all the other states just fucking pussied out and didn't do anything in Wisconsin, then just became like this super state. you know? And then you know that they wouldn't be able to handle that. The ego, the temptation. The temptation to just fucking, where do you go? Where's your next move? I want to say that going into Minnesota is what you do next. That's what I would do. I know that Chicago is tempting, just south in Illinois, but you can't do that. That's the Hitler move. All right? Hitler could have driven the Allied forces right into the fucking ocean, the English Channel or whatever, and he couldn't resist fucking Paris. And he made a fucking left turn and he let us off the fucking hook. And we regrouped and we came back and we beat his ass. That's what the fuck happened. All right? And by we, I mean America. Okay? England, they grabbed onto our coattails held on for dear life. I'm fucking kidding. Um, yeah, the move is is you go into Minnesota. You take them out real quick, right? Like France, right over their fucking marginal line. You just take them out real fucking quick. All right? Bing, bang, boom. Okay? And then you reeducate those people. And then all you pasty, thick-thighed fucking linemen... Descend down and you take Chicago. And when Chicago falls, all right, I mean, St. Louis is a fucking layup. You're still going to be fighting a war on two fucking fronts. All right, but what, what do you got? What do you got fucking west of Minnesota? You got the Dakotas. I mean, there's like 40 people in both of those states, so you're fine. I mean the big thing to do in the Dakota's is, is to drive to Minnesota to go to the Mall of America and ride the roller coaster. Okay, that that's a weekend. So you don't even have to go to those people. You just wait for them to come to you. All right? You go further west, you just you're just in a den of meth Okay, so those people are killing themselves. Okay? Not to say that there's not some great wide open spaces to ride a motorcycle or maybe find a rusted out Cab over engine truck that you could redo, okay? But that's that's the spoils of victory. Right now, what you need to do is you need to move east after Chicago. St. Louis is Quaker in their boots, but what do you do? You go to Indiana. Indiana, they're super white. They're into the Klan. You know, bunch of fucking pasty white people coming down trying to take over the country. They're going to fall in line. All right. Michigan's a bit of a wild card. You go into Detroit, you're going to lose some people. Okay. No one's ever gone in Detroit and come back out with their full crew. That's just, you know, you're going to take some fucking losses there. All right. But if you can survive that. All right. You know, you drop some pamphlets in Kentucky, as long as they're red and they say, you know, fucking make America great. They're going to jump on board. And by the time you get to fucking Pittsburgh and you've burned your way through fucking Ohio, Ohio's going to be a fight, though. There's a lot of tough people in fucking Ohio. You get to Pittsburgh, they're a little softer. Okay, the steel fucking factories left a long time ago. It's more like building apps and shit like that. And they also said they've won way too many championships to really have a nice fucking, you know, they can't make it past the fourth round at this point, you know? You burn through them and then you take New York City and then that's it. We'll see, that's what I'm predicting. I'm predicting that Wisconsin is going to start the second civil war and, but this time they're going to be successful. Um, that's the first half of this Ken Burns documentary uh, from platinum recording comedian, Bill Burr. Um, all right. That's the podcast, everybody. Uh, Thank God Wisconsin's opening up. I don't even give a shit at this point. I've given up on people quarantining and letting this fucking thing burn out. It's just like people are going to do what they're going to do. They got to go out fucking sunbathing and all of that fucking shit. And, uh, you know, what the fuck are you going to do? What are you going to do? Young people are going to do what young people do. When I was young, I would be doing what they're doing, too. I don't give a fuck. I haven't even started to make my dream come true. What do I give a shit if other people's dreams don't come true? I don't give a fuck. I'm about myself. Old people are all about themselves, right? They don't want to lose their dream. They don't give a fuck about me and my college debt. So fuck you. I'm going to go out and go drink. I'm going to go drink and go down on some fucking COVID poontang, right? That's what the fuck, that's what the fuck young people are doing. Um, that's it. Okay, people, I talked for a half an hour. I don't know what I said. I don't know what it's about. Um, But, you know, I think that with all of these people being called heroes, I want to say, what about the podcaster? What about the person that continues to podcast without a guest and no advertising? You know, I didn't have to do this. Okay, I didn't have to put myself in harm's way, but I did. Um, All right, that is it. I will be doing some I'm going to become press boy here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, promoting uh, the next season of F is for Family and the Judd Apatow, Pete Davidson movie, The King of Staten Island. Um, and then after that, I'm going to go underground, but I will be keeping my eye on Wisconsin. All right. I'm pulling for you fucking fatties up there. All right. And I've also been reading up on the Green Bay Packers. All right. Bob Jeter and Herb Adderley and all of those fucking guys. It's very interesting. Um. And that's it. Uh Uh-oh, kids up. All right, I got to go. All right, God bless all of you. Stay safe during these uncertain times. Um, You know, somebody sent me a tweet, said, Bill, I love the fact that you don't know what adulting is. Um, I don't know what adulting is, but um, I think I can guess what adulting is. I think that's when an adult says something, and then somebody young goes,
1: oh, God. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it go fuck yourselves have a great weekend you cunts hey wisconsin have a couple of drinks for me get out there and fucking breathe all over each other get shit face go out you know you fucking fatties man you, you want to go out and go tip a cow of course you do you're not afraid of that thing you're, you're just as fucking big as it is you got to get low That's why so many fucking offensive linemen come from Wisconsin, because they understand leverage, because they've been trying to tip over fucking goddamn livestock since they've been eight years old. You know, and if you get fucking trampled by a goddamn uh, adolescent cow, do you think your dad gives a shit? He's up there. I don't give a, you know, well, Bob, get yourself out of the mud and dust yourself off. You think this is a bad day? My aunt got made into a fucking lamp by Ed Gein. You don't know what tough is. I can't do a Wisconsin accent. Uh-oh, cursing in front of the kid. Ed Gein, the serial killer's serial killer. All right, if you think Ted Templeman's a platinum recording fucking uh, 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 producer, Ed Gein is the fucking Ted Templeman of, uh, of serial killers. They made like five different Hollywood movies. They, they they made five separate serial killers out of all the shit that he was doing. Is it because Hollywood's greedy or because no one would believe that one guy would do all of that shit? Um, all right, that's it. All I can say is if you want to go to Wisconsin and if you're fucking going to go into one of those bars, if you're from Minnesota, I would just say be very careful around Gaunt. Wisconsin people that have those fucking hats with the with the furry ear flap going down all right, I think that's what Ed Gain used to wear, so it might be Ed Gain jr now nah, that would insinuate that that guy could actually pr- perform normally in some sort of sexual way and would have had descendants. Does he have descendants? Do I need to look that up? Oh, who gives a shit Bill. Who cares how fucking long this podcast is? People got all fucking day Ed. Gene relatives Okay, here we go. Edward Theodore Gene Ed Gene He's buried next to his family in Plainfield in the Plainfield Cemetery in a now unmarked grave. Jesus Christ you know what's funny about him? He looks like a fucking character actor on The Honeymooners. Um, let's see. Early life, childhood. All right. What happened to him on the farm? Was he in a slaughterhouse? Ed Gein was born in La Crosse County, Wisconsin on August 27th, 1906. The second of two boys of George and Augusta Gein. Uh, Gein had an elder brother. Harry, uh, Augusta hated her husband, an alcoholic who was unable to keep a job. He had worked at various times as a carpenter, a tanner. Oh, boy. Working with dead animals right there. And an insurance salesman. George owned a local grocery shop for a few years but sold the business and the family left the city to live in isolation on a 155-acre farm in the town of Plainville, in Washara County, uh, County, Wisconsin, and became the Gein family's permanent residence. Augusta took advantage of the family's isolation by turning away outsiders who could have influenced her sons. Edward left the farm only to attend school. Outside of school, he spent most of his time doing chores on the farm. Augusta was fervently religious and nominally Lutheran. So now they're all going to get fucking thrown under the bus. Uh, all right, she preached to her boys about the innate immort- immortality of the world, the evil of drinking, and her belief that all women except herself were naturally promiscuous and instruments of the devil. She received time every; she reserved time every afternoon to read to them from the Bible, usually selecting verses from the Old Testament concerning death murder and divine retribution edward was shy and classmates and teachers remember him having strange mannerisms such as random laughter as if he were laughing at his own personal jokes oh jesus i know what that's like (laughs) fuck to make matters this is why i don't read about serial killers right there yeah this guy's out of his fucking mind this guy's fucking whacked and there's always that one detail like oh shit i do that All right, that's it, everybody. Go fuck yourselves. Have a great weekend, you cunts. Drink up, Wisconsinites. I'll see you on Monday. going on? It's Bill Burr. It's the Monday Morning Podcast from Monday, May 14th, 2012. I'm Rory. I am so Rory. I got the house all to myself. Nia's out of town, comes back tomorrow, and uh, my dog's out getting a tune-up. So I'm sitting in my house all by myself, all by my lonesome. I'd like to sit here and tell you that the reason why I'm sitting here by myself is because I told the bitches in my life to get the fuck out, Right? Like some pimp shit. And now I'm just sitting here in some giant leather chair. The head of an animal above me. In my study. With a bunch of books surrounding me that I never read. Some creepy toy from my childhood. Um, now, I don't know what the fuck's going on. There's nobody here. And I'm, I'm slowly losing my mind. I'm eating like shit. Um, I had waffles like three days in a row. You know, because I don't know how to make them just for one. I don't have the recipe. I usually make them for two people, and then there's a couple extra. So, you know, I just made the fucking batch because the recipe I have says one egg. So, you know, if I cut it in half, what do I put half a fucking egg in there? Okay, I don't know how to do that. So I'm making all the waffles. And I'm using all the syrup. And uh, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm out of whack. I'm full of sugar and dough. I went to the grocery store. I'm like a single man. I went to the grocery store and, they, you know, rather than buy something to cook, I go and I buy like, you know, parts of a chicken that were already cooked. God knows when, you know, somebody hit it with a truck and then they threw it on a fucking grill. So for the first time in my life, second time, actually, I actually had for lunch, I had chicken and waffles, a staple in the African-American community. And I have never understood that dish. I love waffles. I love chicken. But not together. To me, that was toothpaste and orange juice. Both great ideas, just not together, right? And I had it, and I gotta tell you, I still don't get it. I don't get it. It's it's like uh, it's like the sun and the moon at the same time. It just it just freaks me out. You know, is it breakfast or 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 have we gotten on with our day? Should I be in my fucking pajamas, or should I be telling you about my dad? Just you know. I don't know. I'm losing my fucking mind. I'm losing my mind. And then tomorrow I leave. I leave to go do... Um, doing an episode of... Um, oh, what the fuck is this show called? That's embarrassing. I don't even know what the show's called. What's that one where that... The, the chick from uh, Party of Five is on and she gives the handjobs, but she's, she's a good person. What's it called? Uh, the fucking... Uh, the Hand Job Whisperer. What the fuck's the name? I'm doing that show. Doing that show this week. I'm on the Hand Job Whisperer, and I play one of the clients. And uh, she's gonna rub one out. So you know, it was a long talk I had to have with Nia in order to be do, to to do this episode. But she understands that it's just art. Jennifer Love Hewitt's. She plays the uh, the hand hand jobist with the heart of gold you know it's a wonderful show she gives people hand jobs at the end of of masseusing them and then gives advice to their upset um what would you call it the person they're dating wives and girlfriends come in like how could you jerk off my husband and then she goes like she doesn't love you he doesn't love you anymore that's why he's coming to me And then somehow they pour their heart out to her because she's such a good good fucking person that she can jerk off their boyfriends and husbands and these people on the show don't have a problem with it. And from the second I saw that show, I was just like, you know what? I have to be a part of it. And um, so this week, uh, yeah, I'm going to be taping an episode of uh, The Handjob Whisperer. I think Jennifer Love Hewitt's in it. I might have the wrong fucking show. You know what's funny? On my cable box... Not the cable box, whatever the fuck you call it, the, the screen. When you go through the guide, um, right above the Versus Network, you know, scrolling up trying to find a game, and you go three channels up, and then it goes to the porno channel, and uh, you know, it's the weirdest thing ever. You just see a soccer game, a baseball game, a basketball game, and then it'll be like fist fuck part five. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I don't think that was by accident, because if you watch enough sports, they got basically for guys, they got two things. They don't want to go bald and they want to fuck something. And uh, I don't know. I guess it's true on both those. Both counts. Wouldn't you say there? Huh? Speaking of lonely, I was just watching television by myself, speaking to it as if it was another live human being. And I saw this commercial for this 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 new website called FarmersOnly.com This is not a commercial, people This is actually an observation um, It was basically showing uh, you know, some a couple of ranchers a couple of farm girls and they just walk in the fields by themselves you know playing with their face, finger playing with each other you know, you do that when you were a little kid you do that little thing where you put your thumb and index finger together on both hands and you kind of do the little almost like there's an invisible tiny screw you know there's some poor woman walking through like these uh, a bunch of corn, you know, and the cows are all concerned to the point they're actually speaking English to one one another, you know, about each of them going, how the hell are they going to meet each other? And then all of a sudden, this wailing whore comes over the top and just starts singing, you'll never be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. So it's basically their Facebook. And you should go and look at it on YouTube. That's what you should do. You shouldn't work. You know, where do you work? What are you doing? Is it your dream or somebody else's? You're just a cog in the wheel. You know, are they really going to notice if you stop working? If everybody else is working, why don't you just fucking, you know, tour de to France. Just sort of draft behind a couple of people's today, you know. Take a fucking Monday off. So anyways, check out this video. And you know what's the funniest thing about it is the comments underneath It's the amount of people who shit on You know, just immediately thinking how dumb people are. It's like these people grow our fucking food. Do you understand that? I'm sure they don't know where the rave is, you know, or who the most popular bands are, or how to get from fucking Brooklyn over to Staten Island. No, right? They don't know how to do that shit. They don't know how to put on a fucking shiny shirt, right, and go jump on the subway and go down to Wall Street and make sure old people eat dog food for the rest of their fucking lives. Yeah, they don't know how to do that. But you know what they know how to do? They know how to make, they know how to make corn, right, or plant it so it grows. They don't make it. God makes it, and he makes that fertile fucking country. You know, it's got to be really hard to catch herpes out there. You know what I mean? I mean, it must spread really fucking slowly. Jesus Christ, I mean, you, you must fucking rub them at least two loads out by the time you get to her house, just sitting there driving and driving. Fucking tornado, man. You pull over, rub another one out, and by then you'll I don't know what the fuck I'm going over there for anyways. Shit, I got more teeth than her. That's a deal breaker. Look, now I'm making fun of them. I like how that they're called the flyover states. Yeah, no reason to go there. Yeah, no reason to check in on the food supply. Uh... <laughs> Like you're going to, that'd be a good thing to fucking freak them out with. Just show up with like a clipboard. the fuck are you doing, city boy? Well, they actually, you know something, they make themselves kind of separatists because at the end of it, is that even a word? Um, They actually say this, city folks don't understand. What don't we understand? Loneliness? Is that what it is? Come to New York and be alone with everybody? You never heard that? You fucking, you know what? Fuck them. Goddamn farmers. Jesus Christ. What, you don't have your cousin's phone number? Is that what you're sick of fucking your sister, so now you got to get your own Facebook and see the jokes are just too easy here, people? You know? Sick of fucking a pig. Um, I want some farm animals. That'd be great if I just had space. How many goats would you need to fucking drink enough, you know, make your own milk? couple of chickens, you got your own eggs, right? So you got that bullshit, but then you got to milk them, which I know I'm not going to do. I couldn't do it without laughing, and then I'd fucking creep out the goat. Oh, Jesus, I need some people in my life, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. You know, last week I made an ass of myself, as always, as always, and I was talking about the uh, the sewage in the drain, and... Um, Oh, by the way, you know something? I'm, I'm sitting here watching the fucking LA Kings and the uh, Phoenix Coyotes playing each other. All right? It's in Phoenix. And they're having a whiteout. Everybody's wearing the same t shirt. Ugh. Don't you just realize that the second you do that, you're just showing the fact that you have a shitty fucking franchise? Oh, am I a cunt this week? Um, I, I hate that. That's all cool. We we'll all wear the same shirt. It'll be a whiteout. That'll intimidate them. They're going to be afraid of the crowd. I will tell you this. What was amazing is I'm watching this fucking game, and the crowd in Phoenix is chanting, Beat L.A. Beat L.A. Beat L.A. The iconic cheer from the Boston Garden. It's actually spread all the way west in jump sports. You know? So I had to immediately text Paul Versey and let him know that because, you know, he's so fucking enamored with the food court known is Madison Square Garden. Talk I was talking to somebody the other day. We were trying to think of like when we think of Madison Square Garden, what do we think of? You know? Boxing. Leonard Skinner. You just think of rock shows. Nobody thinks about the Knicks or the fucking Rangers other than Knicks and Rangers fans. I just it's just another fucking that's another one to add to that list of overrated nicknames. The world's most famous arena. You can throw that right in with Lynn Sanity, Sanchez, we got it, Bill. You hate New York. All right, I've made my fucking point. Um. Anyways, sewage. Last week, this guy tried to tell me that I should just piss in the shower because, hey, it all goes down, same fucking drain anyway. What the fuck do you care? What do I care? I don't want urine in my toes. I also fucking am concerned with the fact that someone else has to use the shower. How about that? You know? So, um, but I was also thinking that they went down two different drains. I would think that they would try and keep that separately, separate, and everybody was like, everybody writes me, you know, whenever I say something wrong, everybody, you know, it's always like, hey, shit, (laughs) right? So everybody told me that it actually goes down the same drain and that the reason why you can't smell the shit is because they have vents, you know, which I still don't fucking understand, you know? Then why don't I smell shit outside my house? Where does, the, where does the the air that was surrounding the shit, where does that go? You know? And please, by all means, talk to me like I'm the biggest fucking moron ever. Because I got to tell you, I only got like 20 emails about it. And I know how many listeners I have. So there's a lot of people right now going, really? I didn't realize that. Um, But still, let me read this. Bill, it says, Bill, about your questioning on uh, sewage handling from your May 7th podcast on whether toilet water is handled in the same system as your shower water. The answer is, it depends. Oh, wait a minute. I think this guy knows what he's talking about because he didn't start it off with, hey, shit, fuck. Um, he says, sewage water that has no human waste in it, uh, this would be considered shower water, water from your dishwater and sinks, etc. Thank you for explaining where I don't shit and piss. Um is called gray water. What uh, what that co- does contain human waste is called black water. All right. Uh, in most modern urban sewage system, gray water and black water are treated and moved within the same system. Gross. See? Yet another reason to live on a farm. At Farmazone.com. That's going to be embarrassing. You and your fucking neighbor are going to join you can be the only ones on the site. Hey, I thought you wanted to fuck me. I just was too long of a walk, you know what I'm saying? Plus, it's tornado season. You never know what's going to happen. Um, in sewage systems, anyways, uh, in sewage systems that aren't as complex or are more remote, gray water is treated in one system, black water is put into another, and usually com- composited. Oh, wait a minute. I mean, Okay, so it's not as complex, meaning what? You can't move those all down the same pipe and somehow separate them again? You know, sometimes you should stick with simplicity, I think, on this one. I don't think that the stuff that goes into my hair and on my body should ever have touched somebody else's shit, personally. I don't care how much you treat it. It's fucking gross. i got to run for office. And if elected, I would keep the gray water away from the black water. Bring it back to the old system where you're in an outhouse and you never wash your hair with shit. Um, ask not why there's piss in my hair, but why there's shit in the drain. Um, the reason why you do not get sewer smells in your house is through the use of an S-curve in the toilet. Sink and shower drain pipe. If you take the letter S and turn it on its side... That's what shape the drain pipe makes. You know, I deserve. I deserve to be talked to like a child. Is that what an S looks like on its side? All right. Take the letter O and turn it on its side. You still with me? Uh, when you drain water through this shape, some water is always left behind inside the S. Wonderful. This forms a seal or block through which sewage gases can't get through oh that's brilliant they should have those on like subways you know what i mean just have it just have it misting in between people (laughs) (laughs) early sewage systems didn't employ this shape and it was indeed the case that sewer gases could enter the home as far as recycling isn't that amazing how simple that was to fix though as far as recycled water, sewage that is taken from your home and sent to treatment plants is usually released back into nature after it is cleaned. Mother Nature does the last of the cleaning process with microbes, etc. Uh you know what? That's one of those things. That's like a hot dog. You know what I mean? You just don't know. You don't want to know what's in it. That's fucking gross. Yet brilliant. I find I find I'm finding all of this shit. Why did I just say that three times? I find I find I'm finding all of this shit. You guys think I'm a fucking moron. You know what it is? I have the balls to bring up the shit that I don't understand. Yeah, Bill, every week, and it spans the entire spectrum of humanity. Go fuck yourselves. Um, I actually began disassembling that carburetor. I took apart the primary fuel bowl, took out the floater and all that, and it, it isn't that fucking hard. I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't. Inventing. Inventing. The carbureted, the carburetor. That that is the genius. Okay? Taking one apart, I mean that's not that's no big fucking deal. And I imagine once you take it apart, oh, you can put it back together again. Right? And after a while, I imagine you can figure out how it fuck it works. It doesn't seem that complex to me. Um, I'm a fucking idiot. Uh no, I'm doing the whole thing. I got the I got the whole chemical. Right. I bought myself little. Uh, no, I didn't. I'm lying. I'm going to I'm going to buy this uh, turkey thing that, you know, to put it in a little, uh, you know, when you roast a turkey and you put that on the side with the solution to clean off all the parts. And I'm going to build that motherfucker. I should take a before and after picture with a look and then I'll, I'll give you guys a nice go fuck yourself underneath it for all you people who trash me because I didn't realize that, you know, it's the same pipe that the shit and piss goes down. Why would I know that? I'm not a plumber, you know? Why can't you guys show the kind of empathy for others that I do on this podcast every week? Um, yeah, I know. Would you guys like to learn about an element? That's my nighttime reading. I'm really freaking Nia out. She she can't tell if I'm going crazy or if I'm starting. I'm trying to build a bomb. Hold on one sec. All right. We here at the Bill Burr podcast, the Monday morning podcast. I'm going to try to make you guys either smarter or bring it down to my level of stupidity. So, considering I can, like, I know, like, everybody's name and number from every football team in the 70s. For the most part, Wilbert Montgomery, 31. Fred Bolitnikoff, what the fuck number was he? That was before my time. Doug Flutie was 22. Roger Starbeck was 12. Frank Tarkenton was 10. Greg Morton was seven. Dan Pastorini was seven. Burt Jones was seven. I'll do all the quarterbacks. Terry Bradshaw was twelve. Brian Sipe. The fuck was he? Was he seventeen? All right. All I'm saying is, if I can, if I can fucking memorize that shit, I can't memorize the periodic chart. This is yet another thing that that that, that pseudo intelligent thing. You know. If you can just memorize this shit, and then you go to a cocktail party like we all do, right? Doesn't everybody own a, a, one of those Roger Moore tuxedos like me? And every once in a while, you just go out to a uh, you go out to a cocktail party with other socialites. Um, you know, this this is a good thing to know. If you memorize the periodic chart, just out of nowhere, this it's second like, you say something dumb, you can just go. Hydrogen is the first. Uh, element number one on the periodic chart (laughs) i'm gonna memorize this shit and i'm gonna fucking try and understand it it's uh and then i can't even say what i'm gonna do with this knowledge what'd you guys do if you gradually were listening to me learning all this shit and then i accidentally blew myself up in my garage how compelling would this podcast be You'd listen to the first four and a half years. Ah, who's kidding who? The first four and three-quarter years listening to how dumb I was. And then you just, you're just you going to hear that crucial podcast where I said that I'm going to buy a book on this shit. You know? By the way, has anybody seen on Spike that fucking Thousand Ways to Die? You guys seen that show? What a fucking creepy-ass show that is. Despite the awful jokes that they have on top of it. They just show all these different ways that people have figured out how to die. And uh, they just sort of trash people and say how stupid they are. And they um, they fucking just, these st- they, they don't try to like tone down that somebody was dead. It's weird because they're making these really bad jokes. And by bad, I don't mean insensitive. By bad, I mean not funny over the top of it. And, but then when they show the person dead, it's really fucking creepy. They show these two girls who kept filming each other on YouTube, doing practical jokes, wearing silly masks and scaring each other. So uh, one of the girls' brothers uh, was a mechanic or something. So they got that airbag thing and they stuck it underneath this cushion. I sound like an old lady right now telling a death story. And they didn't know it was there. No. So she sticks it there. She tries to get her roommate to sit on it. She's tugging on it. Roommate pulls away. The girl who put it there lands on it. It shoots her up in the air over the banister, and she fucking breaks her neck and dies. And they go through the whole thing, the graphics of her breaking her neck, and then they just show her there with her head all twisted up. It's creepy. A really creepy fucking show. Um, And then they have bad jokes over the top of it. Maybe Maybe the bad jokes are on purpose. Why don't I shit on another show and just burn every fucking bridge I can out here? Um hey, you know what? It's time for a goddamn uh it's time for some advertising. Here we go. Let's do it. We do it every week. Stamps.com, everybody. Um if you're new to my podcast, if you're uh new to my podcast, stamps.com. Do you like going to the po- uh to the podcast? To the post office? No. Maybe you do. Well, if you do, then keep going. God bless you. But if you don't and you were thinking like, you know, I wish there was a way I could handle all this business within my own apartment, within my own house, within my own cardboard box as a homeless person that I live in, but for some reason have some sort of internet connection. Um, All you need to do is go to stamps.com. Okay? I use stamps.com. It's great. I send out all my DVDs this way. They give you a scale. You can weigh out your stuff, and you can use your computer, and you can print out uh, legal stamps. Bing, bang, boom. Plus, after you do it a couple times, you got it down. You got it down. You can fly through it. All right? So you go to stamps.com. Special offer for my listeners. Use my last name, Burr. B-U-R-R for a no-risk trial plus $110 bonus offer. Includes the digital scale and $55 of free postage. All right? Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else... Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage, type in Burr, B-U-R-R. That's stamps.com and enter Burr. There you go. All right. Where the hell am I? Back to the damn. You know what? I finally figured out how to use this computer. I didn't realize when I bought this computer, I then had to download everything else. I thought with the amount of money that I spent on it, they would have given me some sort of program that I could have written in. But I can't. I got to go download that. You know, there's another 20 bucks. Let's siphon that out of his fucking wallet. You know, I, I'm gonna. I, I can't even say it. I was just gonna. You know, come see my act. I have a nice. I have a nice little new chunk. Come see my act. Don't see me. Just come by and go see my act. Uh, car repair. Bill, you're right. Fixing your car is a good feeling. I had trouble with uh, the passenger side window for months. It finally went out on me a couple of Fridays ago, and it was stuck all the way down in the door. With the forecast showing three days of rain. Anyway, I ordered the part took my door apart tools everywhere dirty hands had some music going feeling like a man baby I had just found out a couple hours before my wife and I are having a boy congratulations dude that's awesome uh, he goes I didn't really know what I was doing but I did a YouTube search replacing Nissan power window motor boom it was there and it uh, and it took me through it yeah that's all I've been doing that's how I fixed my blender YouTube is the shit. The fucking internet is the shit. People spend so much time writing racist stuff and jerking off to porn. You could just—you could go on YouTube and you could teach yourself anything. You could learn how to play guitar. You can learn how to play drums. You can learn how to fix a fucking carburetor. Anything you want to do. Um, all I can tell you is stay away from Expert Village. Um, their videos are short. They're not informative. They suck, and they are like this fucking plague. Because once you get into their expert village uh, fucking vortex, you can't get out of it. You gotta like literally shut your whole fucking computer down and start over again. Um, I don't know. I'm a hundred percent for that. I, I fucked up the mirror on the side of my car, and uh, I'm, um, I, I, I just have to have enough time in my schedule to just pop that thing off. I, I watched a guy do it. It's simple. There's two screws, then you pop the thing off, then there's two more. You unplug the fucking thing, pull it out, you stick the next one, plug the p- thing... Ah, oh, Jesus, listen, I can't even fucking explain it. Ah, oh, whatever. I don't fucking know. Hang on a second. Sorry, I had to adjust my fucking weight there. Um, yeah, I've actually, uh, since Nia's been out of town, she doesn't even know, I've gone out and I've, I've fucking blown, like, I think 300 bucks on tools. You know, all over the map. Some shit for cars, some shit for fixing stuff around the house. And um, you know, it's funny. She just looks at me and smiles at me like she thinks it's cute, and it's really fucking annoying me. It's just motivating me to want to fix something. Like you know, I fixed the fucking blender, and I didn't get any credit. She's just like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's cool. Bill, I I I said what I said. I said I said I was happy for you. I was. You know, like, no, it doesn't remember. It's like, you, you wanted to throw the fucking thing out that was going to cost me a couple hundred bucks. I fixed it for seven bucks, right? Anything? You know, you know what it's like to go on stage and have a great set and then you come home and you're bombing your own house? That's my life, people. That is my fucking life. Um, somebody sent me a douchey thing on Twitter giving me shit about something that I said. You know, and i uh, I really got to learn to stop taking the bait. I didn't write the person back. I don't even know if I can even fucking talk about this. They were they were calling me out on something, which technically they were right. Hey, you said this in your act, and now you're uh, promoting that. You know, it's a typical fucking thing where it's like this person isn't offended by anything I fucking say. But then all of a sudden it comes around to them, their fucking world, and now they're offended and sitting there giving me shit saying I'm a piece of shit when I know goddamn well you're on fucking YouTube watching all my fucking videos for free, watching all these other comedians' videos f- for free, putting other people out of work. So go fuck yourself. All right? See that? That was all in code. That's for the person who wrote me. Go fuck yourself, you fucking cunt. Why don't you pay for music? Why don't you pay for something? All right? you, you Like, you're, you're not putting people out of work? Go fuck yourself. The podcast is for free. It's still for free. Okay? So why don't you go skip down the street and fucking tweet to somebody who gives a fuck? There we go. Woo! Got that out of my fucking system. Do you know I understand? You know what's the worst thing about me, aside from my general contempt for humanity, is I have a complete fucking inability to not insult and curse people when I feel that I've been wronged. You know. So then I've I've said this in my act. Even when I'm right, I become wrong. You know, a buddy of mine pissed me off. I haven't fucking talked to him for three weeks. Finally calls me up. He's like, hey, bro, I haven't talked to you well. Is everything cool? He knows everything's not cool. He knows he was a cunt. All right? And I said, no, everything's cool. No, I've just been busy. Blah, 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 right? Because I don't have the fucking ability at this point. I don't have the ability to 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 be like, you know, listen, I just want to say, that the other day I felt that there was a few things that were said that I I, I didn't appreciate. And um, I'm not sure if you meant them in that way, but I I just can't do that. You haven't called me in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's because you're a cunt. Because of the fucking shit you said the other day, and you know what you were doing. And don't even fucking act like you weren't. Go fuck yourself. That's how it goes down. You know... Ah yeah, who gives a shit? You know, you know what I really fucking can't stand? Is that f- fucking guy he does those Ford commercials? That creepy fucking guy with that you know what you know what makes him so creepy is he's fucking pleasant. He's got this pleasant tone. I think he used to do the dirty jobs thing. I don't know if he still does it. He wears that fucking hat with no logo on it, so you can't describe what he really looked like, you know, after he gets done feeling up your fucking daughter. He's always hanging out with people younger than him. You know, he's a guy walking down the street and uh, yeah, they make my girlfriend says it look makes my butt look better and then this fucking girl's like, Hey, nice ass and he's like, That's not my girlfriend. That fucking guy. I don't trust people like that. That guy with his pleasant that whole pleasant, just even keel just sitting there with his hands in his pockets, just fucking 100% 100% flatline non-threatening. That guy, I swear to god, will pour nuclear waste into the water supply for a corner office. I'm not saying him literally, but the, just people like whatever whatever that fucking image is. I don't trust pleasant people. Is that my is that my issue? I you know, I just don't I don't trust people like all those Tibetan monks, you know? When was the last time you saw them losing their shit because they got a parking ticket? Standing there in their orange robe, yelling at some overweight woman before she gets back on her fucking goddamn moped. You know? I don't trust them. You know what it is? I don't like people who pray in public. I don't like they sit around, doing that shit, right? You know what's funny? I bet they fucking steal flat screens, all those Tibetan monks. That's why they wear those long... That's why they wear drapes. (laughs) Just stealing all this swag out of your fucking house as one of them sits there just calmly smiling at you. You know? That's why they all dress the same. Just like the drug dealers on the wire. Those Tibetan monks are the same fucking thing. You can't describe them. They all just start running. It's like a school of fish. You can't figure out what the fuck's going on. You know? How the fuck that ended up trashing monks? Oh, whatever. This is all just self-hatred. I got it. When is this anger going to go away? I'm already past the halfway point. I've already played at least 10 holes in my life. I had to have. I'm going to be 44 years old. Times two is 88. 88, Eric Lindros. Hey, wait a minute. Let's see what element that is. Let's see what old 88 is. You guys interested? Is there an 88? 81, 89, 88. Radium. Radium. Evidently, it's uh, what makes your watches glow. Radium was the titanium of the early 1900s. It was the brilliant, shiny, powerful element everyone wanted to associate their their products with and sell it to whites only. They never have that part in, you know? They always keep that racist part, like, separate. You You guys ever notice that shit? Like, whenever they talk about the good old days about baseball, you know? Boy, oh boy, go see Mickey Mantle, whatever they take, me out to the ballgame. Whenever they show the Jackie Robinson story, it's just the Jackie Robinson story, and it's just about race. They never do. They never tell both those stories at the same time. Boy, oh boy, when I saw Duke Schneider. Buy me some peanuts and cracker, Jackson. They keep all of that ugliness away from the game. Then they tell the racist part separately. You know, and these fucking people with the goddamn periodical book. There's there's no difference. Um, radium was the titanium of the early 1900s. Uh, the Klan used to shoe their horses with it. I'm just going to fill in the shit that these they leave out of it. Uh, just as many titanium products today contain no actual titanium. Um, many radium products of a century ago, such as radium furniture polish and radium toothpaste, contained no radium. Interesting. I wonder if the knobs of, of J.P. Morgan, that piece of shit's fucking walking sticks had any radium in them. You know, as he pushed Woodrow Wilson into office. Why isn't that in here? You know, fuck this book. I am going to memorize it, though. Um, all right, you know what? Like I said, I'm doing the hand job whisperer this week, and then next week I'm going to be at Flappers out in Burbank, California, the 25th and 26th. Okay? And if for some reason... You ever wanted to see Ralph Mouth put together an hour of comedy, but he never did stand up? I am a wonderful substitute. I will be out there. I'm going to be at the mall, people, on May 25th and 26th, uh, doing my jokes or some semblance of them. I'm actually having a really good time putting together this hour because uh, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to come from because usually I just talk about my life. And as you can tell, Talking about fixing carburetors is not exactly a uh, mainstream topic. You know, can't put together the next five minutes for late-night television talking about carburetors, can I? How the fuck do you make that mainstream? Oh, Jesus, what the hell am I talking about here? Let's get to some more advertising here. Oh, we have a new advertiser this week, everybody. Um, the Mangrate. The what? Yeah, the Mangrate. The Mangrate. Where the fuck is the coffee? <laughs> the fucking worst. Where is it? Oh, here it is. Here it is. I'm supposed to view and download it. All right. Jesus Christ. Uh, The man great. Uh, okay. Father's Day is coming up, everybody. Father's Day is coming up. We Today was Mother's Day. Uh, yesterday, I should say. Yesterday was Mother's Day. You know, you bought her flowers. Now, who's coming next? Your dad. Ladies before gentlemen. Now it's your dad's day coming up, right? And nobody gets slighted like your dad, okay? Your mom, she always gets nice stuff, you know, unless her kids are complete pieces of crap, right? But dads, they always get screwed. They get a razor. They get some sort of, you know, sergeant wrench or some some BS, right? Well, they got a, they got a great thing for you this year, all right? Does your father have a grill? No. Then what is he doing in this country? you don't have a grill, I think you should be convicted of being like a spy. Um, of course your dad has a grill. He's a man, right? He brought you into this world. Um, this is the deal. For Father Day, there's only one perfect gift. It's the man grill enhancement system. What's a man grate, you ask? Man are 100% made in America, baby. Cast iron grilling grates. These heavy-duty grilling grates deliver exactly what you need to achieve that steakhouse flavor you've been looking for. Um, basically, what it is 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 you know if you have a grill, what you probably have is some sort of stainless steel, uh, basically cheapo grilling grates, and these are the real deal. You know, it's like you went out and you bought a Ford Focus, and what they're doing is they're dropping a. A big block Chevy right in that. I, I can't. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, anyways, these heavy-duty grilling grates deliver exactly what you need. Uh, with man grates, patented design, chicken, steak, or veggies will never taste so good. No more flare-ups. No more dry, dry meat. Uh, Guaranteed. Uh, Take advantage of our $20 Monday morning podcast special today by clicking on the Mangrate banner on the podcast page at BillBird.com. As a bonus, every BillBird.com order comes with a heavy-duty Mangrate grilling brush, so you can actually clean the thing, too. Um, They're made in America, 100% cast iron. They're going to make your steaks taste like steakhouse quality. If you already have a grill, you just take those aluminum or whatever they are, stainless steel pieces of junk off, you drop these ones right on. You get it for your dad. You get it for yourself. And you make yourself some great burgers just in time for the summer. Just in time for the summer. Um, All right. There you go. So there's that part. You know what? If I actually was doing this live, I would take a caller at this point. You know? We're talking to Mike. Mike out in Ohio. Mike, what's going on? Well, you know, I just want to say I'm a big fan of the show and uh – you know, go fuck yourself. I never liked taking callers. Back in the day when I used to do uninformed. There we go, car report. All right, advertising request. Hey, Bill, you've been asking your listeners. Whoa, what the fuck just happened? FaceTime. All of a sudden, I'm looking at myself doing this podcast. This computer freaks me out. Um, advertising request. Bill, you've been asking your listeners for advertisement and discount suggestion. How about a Snapple? Kiwi, strawberry, Snapple is my all-time favorite drink. Is this serious? You want me to advertise Snapple because you like kiwi strawberry? How much are they? You need a break on that? It's my all-time favorite. If I could find a way to get your listeners a discount on that, you would be even more awesome than you already are. Please, please, please look into this. Kiwi strawberry Snapple. Um... You know what, dude? I'm going to go out on a limb. I don't think that's ever going to happen. You know, I don't drink snapple. I don't even know what it is. What is it? Is it supposed to be like juice? I don't buy any of that shit. You go to a real you go to a real juice house, don't you? One of those places where fucking hippies hanging around. You want real juice, you got to go to hippies or go to farmers. You know. Other than that, I mean, isn't it like made out of like corn? And black matter and gray matter or some shit. It's all like fucking sugar, isn't it? Snapple? I have no idea. Dude, I'm not advertising kiwi strawberry snapple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something I would I would have I wouldn't even have drank that in the seventh grade. There's something about kiwi just doesn't sound good. Strawberry Snapple, maybe. Blueberry, I'd be I'd be down with that. Kiwi Strawberry? I don't know. Isn't that like the, the uh, what is that big cartoon movie everybody's going to see that has like every superhero in it? Is that any good, by the way? Because I'm going on the road again. I might, I might want to go see a couple of movies. Can anybody, uh, can anybody suggest one? Uh, what the fuck is the name of that? I'm going out of my fucking mind. You know what it is this week, people? I got so much shit on my fucking mind. I gotta leave the goddamn house again I gotta make sure it's all fucking Let's play a game called What Bill Should Have Done With His Life I should have been a teacher You know Just tapped out Just Done that right You work from fucking September to June You get two months off You get a week off In February April vacation Christmas vacation you out the door at three, right? All you got to do is just have a bunch of pens in your front pocket and everybody thinks you're working. Once you teach it the first year, you got it down. Then you just keep coming in there, right? Nine to three, no extra help. But I don't get it. No, you'll get it. You'll get it. Just keep coming to class. You'll, it, 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 you'll, you'll figure it out by November, you know? Start banging the fucking hot math teacher or some shit. That's what I should have done. Had some fucking little shit car, little one bedroom apartment, just fucking grown food out on the balcony. Be that guy, you know, like out dies and people don't know for like three weeks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you
0: hear about him? By the time they found him, his parakeet ate half his face. Um, it'd be a sad existence, wouldn't it? Well, wouldn't it? I don't know what to tell you. You know what? Every time I do this podcast, I sit over here and I look at my guitar and my wah-wah pedal. I'm trying to get the balls to fucking play something for you guys. But the thing is, is I need to get warmed up just to suck. Forget about just being straight up awful. Um, But I'm telling you, I'm growing by leaps and bounds in that thing. There's something about having a wah-wah pedal. That's like uh, makes you actually sound like you know what the fuck you're doing, you know? I was going to watch one of those uh, Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame things because they had like Guns N' Roses and a couple other bands that I liked in it. And it was like fucking three hours long. And at that point, it's just like, dude, go fuck yourself. You know? I don't want to watch it for fucking nine hours. I actually put it on and I think it was that guy Donovan who sang that song. below
1: well, the way down below the ocean.
0: That I want to be. Remember that? When fucking uh, Joe Pesci fucking kills uh, Billy Bats. That song that they play. So they elect, they inducted this guy, Donovan. And he was talking about this poetic bullshit. And I couldn't understand what the fuck he I just turned it on. I hope he doesn't have something wrong with him mentally. Because I don't look like a douche. I thought it was Brian May. Um, have any of my thoughts over the last 20 minutes even been like... Even remotely connected. Um, all right, advice. You know what it is? Is I also have the stress if I have to learn my lines for the handjob whisperer, and uh, I got to get on that shit too. Um, all right, advice. Contestry of her best friend. Hey, Bill, big fan of yours from Canada, and listen to the podcast every week. That's awesome. All right, I've been with my girlfriend for over four years now. Dumper. Uh, we own a house together. Jesus and have the usual relationship ups and downs. I'd like your advice on how she talks about me to this lady she calls her best friend. The friend talks relentless shit about how terrible I am and how she'd be so much happier with one of her guy friends. What? I just got lost. The friend talks relentless shit, what, to your girlfriend about how terrible you are and how she'd be much happier... With one of her guy friends. Oh, she's trying to fix her up with one of her friends. Even going so far as to invite them both to the same party, knowing full well I won't be there. I've approached my lady about it and she says I'm being paranoid. I've seen messages exchanged between the two ladies, so I know I'm not crazy. My question is, how do I tell her that her best that her friend is a miserable lonely cunt and to get her to stay out of our relationship? Love the podcast. Keep up the great work, and go fuck yourself, um, dude. I don't know about that whole thing. Like, why do you want? Why do you want to at this point get this girl out of your like the 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 other girl trying to like hook your girl up with guys, you know, to meet instead of you is your secondary problem at this point. Your first problem. is... Is that you saw evidence of that and the the woman you're with lied and said it isn't happening and tried to say that you're being paranoid. Um I don't know. I, I don't I don't I don't know what to tell you here. If I was in that situation and I saw those, I I I would have I don't know, I, I would have taken the phone and be like, Well, yeah, well, what the fuck is this? Once again, of course, cursing. Stop yelling at me. Stop being and acting like you're not you're being a fucking cunt all right do you not want to be in this let's sell this fucking house and we'll end it i don't understand why every time we try and talk about stuff fuck you that's how i'd handle it right why is she doing that shit behind your back this is what she's doing dude i think she might be out there trying to fucking you know Treat it like monkey bars, where she's going to swing right out of your relationship into another one. Why else would she be doing that? You've seen the messages exchanged between the two ladies, so you know you're not crazy. Did you say that to her? I'm not being paranoid. I read your phone, right? And then you come off like you're... uh, That's a weird thing. When you start doing some J. Edgar Hoover shit on the person you're with, and you feel like a piece of shit snoop, but then when you, you actually find the evidence... There's no way to bring up the evidence without without them being like, why are you snooping? You know, women can be like, I just had a feeling. Maybe guys can say that too. I had a feeling. I had a feeling that something weird was going on. You were acting weird. And my gut told me to check your phone, and I did, and I found exactly what I was feeling. All right? Why are you mad at me for snooping? I, I was right you know what I have to get a fucking search warrant this isn't a cop show go fuck yourself I was right see that's what I do and then it just you know becomes about me cursing um, alright well let's say for whatever reason you want to stay with this girl so your question is how do I tell her that her friend is a miserable lonely cunt and to get her to stay out of the relationship um, that's a tough one because it's her friend You know what you have to do? Everything, all all the way that I talk, don't talk that way. What you got to do is you have to go out and you have to buy a sweater. Just ride with me on this one, all right? You got to buy a sweater and maybe like some penny loafers and some dockers. You put the whole thing together. Part your hair on the side like Mr. Rogers. And then you just sit down at the kitchen table. With your hands folded in front of you like somebody trying to be the teacher's pet. And you just wait for her to come home. (laughs) 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 It's going to totally catch her off guard. But you're going to be dressed so um, pleasantly like that douche in all those commercials that she's not going to feel threatened. She's just going to be a little creeped out. And she'll just be like, honey, what, what... why are you sitting here by yourself dressed like Mr. Rogers? Just be like, uh, I just there's something we need to talk about. And you just sit her down and you just tell her that, you know. See, I don't know how to do it without getting mad and cursing. Um, I just don't understand why you're hanging out with this person. She keeps trying to get in the middle of our relationship. I don't have any friends who are doing that. And I feel like you're choosing your friendship. I feel like your friendship with her is more important than your relationship with me. All right? And if that's the case, then we need to sell the house. No, you don't say that next. I don't know what the fuck to tell you, dude. I don't want to tell you, dude, because I wouldn't do this. I mean, you, you said, how do I tell her Tell her that a friend is a miserable, lonely cunt to get, stay out of the relationship? That's what I would say. You know? Listen, your friend is a miserable, lonely cunt. All right? I'm sick of her butting into our relationship. And then every night she'd go out and be like, oh, you're hanging out with the miserable, lonely cunt? I want to say, you hanging out with that miserable chick? Tell her I said what's up. How many bad things is she going to say about me tonight? I don't know, dude. Well, I don't know. That's fucked. That whole thing is fucked up. I don't know if you can't do that. You know what I would do if I was you? I'd start... Finding some good-looking women to hang out with. You know, just in case she's getting ready to jump ship, you'll have something nice to land on too, right? I don't know. Do women even listen to this podcast anymore? I can't remember the last time one wrote in. I'm just such an off-putting douche. Um, Overrated. Uh, Overrated, underrated for this week. Uh, Overrated. Uh, Getting into a four-car pileup in Boston while listening to the podcast. Ah, see you at Hampton Beach. Get out of here. You got into a four-car pileup? You said go fuck yourself. You know what? You didn't even say if it was overrated. Oh, overrated. It is overrated. Well, I said to listen to it in your cubicle. Ah, I'm sorry, dude. What happened? What happened to your car? A four-car pileup? you going to blame my podcast for that? Ah, shit. Anyways, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. Uh, No, it isn't. Wait a minute. I got a couple of things I got to talk about. I got a couple more advertising things, and I got to tell you where I'm going to be. What do you want to hear first? You want to get the homework out of the way first? You want to hear where I'm going to be? Huh? Well, you hold the you hold the power. You have the fast forward buttons. You can do whatever you want here. Um, Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Busy schedule. Oh, man great advertising all right uh game we still got GameFly, hanging strong gamefly.com everybody i'm sorry gamefly.com slash burr all right you get a 15 day free trial free trial um typically it's only 10 days but you get an extra five days if you go through the link on the podcast page there's no late fees new titles netflix for video games uh, www.gamefly.com slash burr for a 15 day free special trial, free trial, 8,000 video games delivered right to your house or to your apartment or right to your PC. Can you beat that? I don't think you can. All right. So, oh, Billy Fatigan, Billy Fadigan's got to take off some fucking weight. And I'm going to be starting in June when I go on my whirlwind tour of this lovely country. Um, and I'm hitting a lot of cities that I, I, I don't think either I haven't been to in a while or I've never been to uh, in the history of me running my yap in the history. Um, this is the deal. I got San Jose coming up June 15th and 16th. Then I'm at the Chicago Theater June 17th with uh, Vince Vaughn, Steve Byrne, and uh, I don't know who else is on it. But it's going to be a huge show. Then June 29th, 30th, and July 1st. I am in, at the Ontario Improv, Inland Empire, Ontario, California. <clears throat> and I fucking hate that gig. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's not the gig. I hate that fucking drive. That drive is the worst. I don't give a shit what time you drive out there. It's nine hours of fucking traffic. No traffic, you know. I could get out there in 45 minutes. With traffic, you know, it's going to be like three hours. And uh, I'm actually contemplating getting a hotel Sitting in a hotel, 45-minute drive from my house. Um, but whatever, the shows are going to be great. Uh, July 14th, to will be at the Hampton Beach Co- uh, Casino Ballroom, Newport Yachting Center. July 15th, Caroline's on Broadway, 26th through the 29th of July. Now here come the weird ones. Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. September 7th, 8th, and 9th. Uh, I'm going to be at the Brea Improv on the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd of September. And I also know I have a date in uh, in uh, North Carolina. Let me see if I can find that date for you. Hang on a second. All right, there it is. I'm going to be at the uh, the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, September 13th, 14th, and 15th. Um hanging around for that Panthers game on Sunday. And then also I am going to be at the Comedy Zone in Jacksonville, Florida on September 27th, 28th, and 29th, hanging out to see the Jaguars playing the Bengals. I'm knocking off all the football teams I haven't seen um, this year while whilst building my new hour. And right about then, my, my new hour will be coming out. So there you go. I got a couple of uh, down-home ones. Orlando, Jacksonville, and uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Now I know people in Orlando. Do you think you hit because Shaq lives there, as does Tiger Woods? You know, I don't know. I you know what? I don't know anything about. I don't know anything about Orlando, Florida. What do you guys do there? You got that the, the fucking old ass uh, <laughs> Disney World? Is that what it is? The Epcot Center. That was actually built when Rubik's Cube was still fascinating. is that still good down there, Disney World? I haven't been there since I was when last time I was there um, last time I was there, the fucking Epcot Center looked like the Death Star in one of those when they were just building it, one of those Star Wars movies that those nerds like to watch you know I mean can tell you guys how much I fucking hate Star Wars. I hate Star Wars so much that I only like Empire Strikes Back because he almost kills Han Solo when he chops his hand off, right? Um, No, wait, that was Luke Skywalker, right? (laughs) All the nerds just freaked out. How could you confuse him? Um, Yeah, I just wasn't into it. And I also thought Chewbacca was fucking useless. I mean, Chewbacca was basically Bigfoot. They just gave it a different name typical Hollywood movie you know steal an idea give it a different name and then stand there being like what what I don't owe you any money you know that Chewbacca like fought the six million dollar man like six years earlier on television he saw him with his bionic eye right and they fought each other and then a few years later he's, he's in space no wait that would the Bigfoot was Andre the Giant Yeah, and all they did was fill in his face. And then you had Chewbacca. I just didn't fucking get... I didn't understand Chewbacca. He's a fucking... uh, He's like an orangutan or something. Orangutan. I would say orangutan like the drink. Orangutan. That's what it was, right? Why are you shooting a gun? Did Han Solo go run up to Darth Vader and try to... Bite his neck like a fucking tiger. I didn't get it. I didn't like. I didn't like Chewbacca. I didn't like how he sat upright. You know what I mean? I di- I didn't like that whole. I didn't. I just didn't like it, and I hated the fucking robots. You know, I thought C three PO was just a rip off of that dude from Lost in Space, the gay guy running around. Um. How the fuck did that guy ever end up on a space trip? I mean he just didn't have the he just didn't have the didn't have the, the uh I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? He just didn't have the, the chemical makeup to do with it. Like the guy was like absolutely scared of his own fucking shadow. Why in God's name would he get on a spaceship and travel through space? When he has stayed home? You know? Well shit, Bill, you don't understand how planes fly, yet you get you get on one every fucking week, don't you? Um, the hell was I talking about? Let's try to work our way back here. Six million dollar man, fucking Bigfoot, Sasquatch. Oh, Epcot. Oh, the fucking Disneyland. I mean, it's got to look like the goddamn projects at this point, doesn't it? Did they keep it up? Did they work on it? Um, I mean, what can they really offer you at this point? Did they make the rides bigger for all the fatties? People weren't nearly as fat the last time I went there. When I went down there, the big thing to do is when you went to Florida was you got one of those mesh shirts that had the number on it, and it said Florida, 78, 79, I remember what, 80. That was like a big deal. And um, you pulled your tube socks up to your knees. You had little Larry Bird shorts on, and you were probably wearing Adidas Dragons or uh, either Nike Cortez or the 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 nylon ones the blue ones with the yellow stripe or swoosh I think that was about it and then the broke kids were wearing Tom McCant. you know and their socks the, the elastic thing was fucked up up top and that was it that's the last time I went there oh no wait I, I went there about a year ago didn't I two years ago I don't fucking know Florida's a weird state you know they got all of, all that money down there in Miami. And other than that, you got a bunch of people living with mosquitoes trying to act like they got money. You know, even the mansions down there in Florida, they all look like the fucking Cheesecake Factory, don't they? They look like some like Americanized version of like a Mexican restaurant. And they have like those man-made like fake lagoons. They put people out there and like every other day like somebody gets like murdered or a hurricane hits their house. It's just a horrible fucking state and I'm going to be performing there. On uh, September. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. You know what I got into? I got into the fucking NBA playoffs. I finally got into it, and um, I'm loving it. I'm back into basketball. I got no choice. The Bruins were knocked out. But I got to tell you, I fucking hate hate the officiating. The officiating is the fucking worst. You can't even, like, bump into anybody. You can't go near anybody. If there's any sort of touching of human beings, those fucking jerk-offs blow the whistle and they just, they kill the drama. Just let him play the fucking game. You know what was the worst yesterday was I was watching um, uh, the Lakers play in Denver and uh, Pau Gasol, the worst thing that ever happened was Pau Gasol got called out for being soft. They called him the Tin Man after the well, they lost to the Celtics in the finals. So now he's like trying to be this hard-ass guy. So anytime like he'll like he's trying to tip the ball, he tips it up again, tips it up again, then it finally goes in. Then he tries to do the Kevin Garnett, you know, primal scream. He's like, Aah! right? And he tries to act like he's this fucking badass. But anytime he gets called for a foul, you see the real him. He'll tip it in, he'll dunk, he'll do all this stuff, and stand there going Aah! punching his chest. And then, like, the second they call a foul on him, he's just like, what? I didn't do it. Oh, my God. He's just there with his fucking mouth hanging open and just shaking his head. You know, he just seems like he'd have a really, like, soft handshake. You know? He's probably good at playing the piano. I'm just not buying it. Um, So what do you guys think? The next round, look at me talking basketball. I don't know shit about it. I still only know four Celtics. I know the big four. That's it. I don't know anybody else. I haven't watched. I haven't watched one fucking game this year. Um, I went to one basketball game. Went to the Lakers-Oklahoma game when Meta World Peace um, threw an elbow. And I love how everybody judged him about that. Go, Oh, well, his name's Meta World Peace, but he fucking elbows somebody in the head. Uh, that's not too peaceful, is it? Right? Well, what about God? You know, he's supposed to be, you know, the the, the king of peace. And all I hear is how he's mad at me. And his son's going to come down here and murder a bunch of people throwing lightning bolts on the back of some fucking seven-headed horse. You know? What would you do if if meta World Peace was the second coming of Christ? Wouldn't that be fucking awesome? I would love to go to some Aryan meeting after that. If, If they just proved it without a fucking doubt that that was the son of God. (laughs) Do you know how much I pray for shit like that? Or like for the toughest guy in the NFL to just come out of the closet and say he's gay and then continuing to kick the shit out of people. Those are the kinds of things that I want to see, you know, at this point, I mean, what the fuck else you going to do, right? They got cars that are going to start parking themselves you see that, the ditzy broad they had in the car, that Ford Focus commercial with that douche with the hat with no label on it, you know? Um, she's just sitting there like, oh my God, and the car's like parking itself. What was that movie with that stupid little robot, the cartoon, and, and and it had people in the future and they were so fat that they couldn't fucking move they just sort of sloshed around or didn't they have like remote control wheelbarrows? You remember that there was a little robot that looked like a blender, and of course, it had some sort of relationship with like a fucking—I don't know—nail n- gun. I don't—I don't remember movies. <laughs> There's got to be a love story. There's got to be heart. I don't know what the fucking movie was. You know what it was? It's was called iPod. Wally wasn't there some Wally in there? I don't know. Whatever. But they said everyone was going to be so fat in the fucking future that they that. We, st- we didn't have legs anymore. And all these people got fucking offended. And here they are. They're making all this shit. You don't even have to think anymore. Does that even make sense? You do have to think, don't you? You know, I, this is one of these podcasts I should have ended 10 minutes ago because every... You know what I sound like right now? I sound like somebody who says they didn't commit the murder and I keep hanging around talking just further con- convicting myself. I keep saying I'm not dumb. And I just keep doing things to, to uh, say otherwise. Um, all right, here's the deal: I'm doing the uh, the hand job whisperer this week, and then I'm I'm performing at Flappers. That's my May. Are you jealous? Um, in June, then I'm doing some other stuff, and just come on out and see me. And uh, let me send me some uh, some movies that I should go see. That I'll then forget and splice together with other movies, and you guys can laugh at me. Um, that's it. Um, hey. Keep going to uh, Amazon.com through my website. Go to BillBird.com, click on the podcast page, and click on the banner for Amazon if you want to go buy something. If you do buy something, they'll kick me back a percentage. It doesn't cost you any more money. And 10% of that goes to uh, the Wounded Warrior Project if Amazon.com ever gives me any money. <laughs> Oh, that's how business is. Um, anyways, that's the podcast for this week. Go fuck yourselves. Um My predictions. Um, I wanna say the Kings are gonna beat Phoenix. At this point, that game should be over. I wanna say it, but there's just something about uh you know, I don't wanna jinx them. LA's never won a Stanley Cup, right? Neither is Phoenix, but they haven't been waiting that long, so I gotta root for LA. And then you got the uh New York Rangers versus the, uh, the Cunty, New Jersey, Denver, Denver, New Jersey Devils. And, um, I don't know. I think the Devils are going to win just because they just, they play that fucking goddamn defense and you can't get around it. Then you got to dump it in and chase it and all that fucking bullshit. Who knows? That's the podcast for this week. Go fuck yourselves. I will see you next week. God bless. And, uh, that's it. All right. See you.